0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Between the Bars Podcast where we talk all things music. If you would like to keep up to date with the podcast or my radio show, which is broadcast out of Perth, Western Australia, every Sunday evening at 9:30, you can follow me on the Instagram at the Mixtape Perth, or if you like just hit the follow button at the top of the page and you will be notified every time there is a new podcast. On the show tonight, we have a EP playback from Perth-based band Blackstone Brewers, their new EP Conduit, was out on the 3rd of March and I'll be joined by Jonathan from the band who will be talking me through the EP, the recording process, how the band got together and we will also be talking about the EP launch night that they will be having at the Amplifier Bar in Perth on Friday the 24th of March. Tickets $18 through OzTix. Support comes from Sky Cave, Yalla Yalla and Proclivity, so jump on the OzTix website if you are keen to get along there. Just before we hear from Jonathan, let's get the first track. This is the Blackstone Brewers We're Too Far Gone.
1: Too high, and I never See you now, I'd be lifted again. I've been so long. I called out to you from the door.
0: That was the Blackstone Brewers with the opening track from their new EP Conduit, that's called Too Far Gone. And I'm delighted to be joined for a chat now about the EP with Jonathan, a singer and guitarist from the Blackstone Brewers. How are you doing, John? All right, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. The EP Conduit got your launch night on Friday the 24th of March at the Amplifier Bar. Tickets $18 through Austix, and you got support from, is it Sky Cave, Yalla Yalla? and proclivity is that right
2: correct yeah they're all some uh real cool bands that we love in the per se at the moment um we know the guys in proclivity quite well um their bass player soul is a good mate of ours so they were the first band we asked to jump on the lineup and uh yalla yalla uh rob uh who's in the band's uh our band uh, he's been a big fan of them for years so uh, we really wanted to get them on the ep launch and then sky cave they're just a Cool bunch of guys doing some cool music. We've been wanting to catch them live for a while, so uh, we thought we'd uh, ask them to jump on the bill as well. So it's a pretty well-rounded lineup. covers prog, covers some heavy metal stuff, uh just some, like, grungy uh, kind of rock tunes as well. So covers all the bases, which we were really wanting to go for for the, for the EP, for anyone coming out to catch the gig. So it's going to be a good night.
0: Yeah, yeah, sounds it, sounds it. So the EP's available from the 3rd of March and is that just download through the Bandcamp, or is there any physical formats going to be available on the night of the launch night or anything like that? Uh,
2: we've decided against um, CDs uh, for this initial run. We'll see how people kind of respond to EP overall um, up front. I personally love, I'm a big, big physical same, person same. when it comes to uh, having uh, CDs around. Like I still listen to CDs in the car. Some people call me old and outdated, but (laughs) I just, I like having that physical thing. I still like listening to albums from start to finish. So maybe we'll do a a run of CDs eventually. Um, But for now, we're just going to have everything up on Bandcamp. Everything's on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, whatever. However you consume music digitally, it's all going to be, all going to be there.
0: Cool. So you went with um, Matt Templeman on this um, recording. Was you looking for like a particular sort of sound for the EP or
2: how did that come um, up? Now? Well, so Matt mixed our first single we put out in uh, 2021 called Tired Eyes. Um, and we really went with him just because uh, a couple of us are real big fans of Voyager, if you've heard of them. Um, Perth, prog, metal, synthwave, pop, band. They do some real cool music. Uh, he's been working with them for the past four or five albums or something. Um, and we're just all big fans of, of how that those records sound. So um, he's a Perth Perth producer, producing Perth bands, uh or nationally recognized bands. Uh so it was kind of a no-brainer for us to kind of work with someone who we knew was gonna get uh international quality recordings out of us. Um so yeah, Matt was the one and only person we wanted to approach to do the whole, whole EP. And he was just absolutely sensational to work with. Um cannot recommend him any higher uh than we yeah. probably are talking about him at the moment because he's yeah. I was I was gonna so say good.
0: The first thing that struck me about the ep especially the first track was was the production value and the quality of recording was was amazing it was it was really really good i was really impressed by it
2: oh thank you yeah no all all credit to matt for that
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so the track we just heard uh too far gone tell us a little bit about that track and writing and recording process
2: well writing for us kind of comes about in heaps of different ways whether it starts with a lyric or a melody Uh, Too Far Gone actually started more musically. So Rob had a guitar riff, which he sent over to me, and we started working on it from there. And Rob came over to mine one one night, and we just sat down to kind of try to finish the whole song from start to finish. The chorus in and of itself actually is quite a mistake. Um, We were just workshopping melodies, and Rob completely butchered (laughs) what I told him to sing. (laughs) But what he ended up singing was what uh, ended up being the final chorus, because it was just so much better uh, what, than what we were trying to go for. So I love that um, when writing songs and all that kind of stuff, when those little mistakes happen that kind of just end up being that little golden nugget that you need to make the song as awesome as it is. Yeah. Um, the funny, other funny thing with that is that the initial guitar riff, which we started to write the song, with, didn't end up making it onto the song. <laughs> uh, when Matt was mixing, he was like, this guitar part doesn't need to be there. Let's get rid of it. And, uh, It took a couple of days for Rob to get over the fact his guitar part had gone, but um, uh, we all realised it's what the song needed. So that was a good fun one to work on. We were really trying to write more of like a four-minute pop rock kind of tune with that one, try to keep it under four minutes because a lot of our other songs kind of hit that five, six-minute mark. So we just wanted something short, something catchy, something that people could, could bop along to. And um, I think we hit the nail on the head with it yeah, with that one. It
0: certainly is. It certainly is that, mate, for sure. Blackstone Brewers, where did you all get together? How did you meet? What's your, what's your origin
2: story, mate? So it all started kind of probably, geez, nearly 10 years ago now. 10 years next year, I think, uh, the first time that Blair, Rob and I got together. So Rob and I went to school together and Blair worked in the cafe that the three of us worked in for a, for a while. So we'd be a Blair was a chef, I was just the kitchen, the, the dishy, and uh, Rob was front of house and uh, we'd finish shifts and just uh, chat music and drink beer. And um, so that's where kind of the initial first iteration of the band came about. Uh, well, that finished up 2017-ish or something. Uh, Rob and I got back together just before COVID hit um, to start working, workshopping some new, new material. And Blair came back into the fold and uh, my best mate from school as well. Simon came in on bass. Um, and then uh, Luke uh, just joined us at the beginning of last year as our new lead guitarist. Uh, um, so it's a bit of an all-over-the-shop kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, meeting of everyone, cafes and school and just gig venues and all that kind of stuff. We all kind of got to know each other, and uh, we've all got a mutual love of music and different types of music together. So, yeah, as much as we love making music together, we all love hanging out with each other as well, which I think is... Yeah, that's, that's the key to it, mate. ...being a band.
0: That's the key longevity as well, I think. And where was your first gig? Where was your first gig, John? Can you remember that? Where did you where did you play first live?
2: First gig was Mojo's back in the day when they were still doing um open mic nights. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the night very, very clearly. It was a packed, pretty packed room and very good fun. And we've hit that hit that stage at Mojo's a couple of times since. And I think we're getting better and better each time we go back. So
0: that's the idea. Um, just leading yeah. off of that question, what's, what's your favourite venue to, to play in Perth, mate?
2: Oh, we've had a privilege of playing some pretty good stages, like uh, Freo Social. The Rosemount's still probably our favourite to get back onto every time. Um, it's just an awesome room, um, great sounds, nice big stage. I mean, there is five of us, and we do take up a bit of uh, space physically and yeah, yeah. egotistically. So. <laughs> Yeah, probably the Rosemount would be my number one pick. Free Social would probably be, be a close second.
0: I'm not a fan of the Rosemount as a punter, I'll be honest. I find it like I don't like the bar going all the way down the the side. Do you know what I mean? Like that.
2: Yeah. Completely agree with you on that one, particularly when you're right at the front mushing I I saw Carnival there a couple of years ago and you're you're having a nice big mush pit and the you know the bars right, you know, perhaps at two two meters away from you with people pouring beer Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: My moshing days are long gone, mate. But um yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm at the back by the sound desk with a pint, just just nodding along quietly. That's me these days. That's how I am not
2: looking forward to those days because I still love my moshings. So
0: <laughs> I remember I remember the exact day my moshing days ended, right? I'll tell you the story. So I saw um Oasis in Finsbury Park in London and um
2: Oh good god, uh, That would it have was been about,
0: a uh it was amazing, yeah. Uh, the second time I've seen seen them. And um it was um the encore was my generation and I was with my brother and I was like, right, this is it. I'm at, this is my last go. This is it. I'm doing it. And that's, I'm not moshing no more. And I went down there and I had it for like two or three minutes or wherever it was of my generation. And I was like, my legs were aching the next day. I had a sore (laughs) back and I was just like, no, I've made the right call there for sure. Like that's it. And yeah. And and ever since that day, I've just been at the back with a pint, just nodding along quietly.
2: Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that as well. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right, okay. If you could have written any song, John, which song would you oh. choose? Oh.
2: oh Jesus. That's a that's a difficult one. I can't even think of any because there's just probably hundreds <laughs> that I've said over the years that I wish I could have written.
0: What about um, collaboration? If you could write a song with any other songwriter, um, who
2: who would you pick? Um probably quite a few. I'd love to write with uh I'd love to be in the writing room with the guys from Carnival. I knew, um, I knew you were going to say carnival. I know you were going to say carnival. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> just, I'm very intrigued as to how their writing process goes, particularly from that kind of frog metal kind of perspective. Yeah. Um, just how they think and how they write and how they work together to flesh out ideas. I'm fascinated by um, how people do that kind of stuff. Probably, actually, number one would probably be Ryan Tedder as a bit of a curveball the those lead singers yeah, from One yeah. Republic. Yeah, I just, yeah. Oh, he, I know. he knows the music industry like the back of his hand. um yeah. knows exactly the trends of what's going on in popular music um and he's written some you know bangers over the years does he write for um, a lot of other people so, yeah he's written like halo for beyonce oh true,
0: right. uh, okay, yeah
2: he's yeah. written with adele he's written with the jonas brothers like, like so many people it's obscene like mm-hmm. Yeah. I guarantee you, you'd look up a number one pop hit for the past 10 years, and I guarantee you, his name will pop up on the, on the songwriting credits. Um, yeah, right, right, right. I, I do have a soft spot for my pop music, so.
0: Sure, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I I don't, I hate when people use the phrase guilty pleasure, because I don't feel guilty about yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I'll I, I, <laughs> yeah. put my hands up and say, I love Taylor Swift. Absolutely, 100%.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. I bother. I'm like that with Katy Perry. <laughs> I love her music. But yeah, for years I was saying like, have oh, my guilty pleasure is Katy Perry. And the number of people who just turn your heads like, yeah, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, she writes good songs. Nothing wrong with that. So, yeah.
0: Just going back to carnival quickly. Um, I never um I never appreciated them like at all. I just didn't I just didn't have that appreciation. And even I used to be FIFO and I was working in Port Hedland one week and it was right. my night off and they were playing. I can't remember the name of the hotel now, but in in Esplanade Hotel in Port Headland. And um yeah. a couple of lads on crew went and they were like, oh it was amazing, great gig, blah, blah. blah. And they just passed me by completely. And then I've got this mate George. We're both, we're both into vinyl. He lives just up the road from me. And every now and again we'll get together and he'll bring a few records. And um he's a massive, <laughs> he's a massive metalhead and he loves carnival. And um he brought one of their records around one night and um it blew me away. Like I just just actually like sit there and listen. It was just incredible, like and on vinyl as well. It sounds amazing, like just the oh. the layers and the soundscapes that they create. It's just incredible. Like, I'm real yeah there. so so now I'm there. I'm, I'm all over Carnival now, but yeah, I wasn't before for a long time.
2: Well, I'm glad you've come around now because yeah, Sound Awake is probably one of my favorite albums of all time. Like, I I put that album on from start to finish, and I do not skip a single track because yeah, yeah. every yeah. song on that album is just incredible. Um, so yeah, yeah next, time that, next time next
0: time they'll they're touring I'll, I'll be there for sure at the back by the sound desk with a point but yeah i'll be there 100 <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
2: and i'll be looking for you from the mush pit as well <laughs> <I'll say. laughs>
0: it's a good place as well because i've just not recently i've just started getting into being that guy who assholes the sound man through a copy of the set list at gigs so it's a good it's a good place to stand as well and like you know what i mean at the end of the gig I, just go all right mate
2: i've been doing that for years my collection is like getting pretty hefty i've got like a folder now with every because like i i do that if the merch is cool i'll, I'll buy some merch but like yeah, that's my yeah. souvenir for gigs now is the set list yeah um, yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah, I've, yeah i've got a solid stack just
0: <laughs> back in the day i used to i had a, had a scrapbook with all my tickets in and um i yeah. used to always you know, when you go to gigs you get given flyers and stuff like that and i always used to put a ticket with the flyer like from the night from wherever it was from other gigs or you know, and I remember I was yeah. at a gig in, in Kings Cross in London. It was a, like a UNICEF sort of benefit gig anyway. And I walked out of the venue to the car and I remember it was freezing. It was like February or something. And I said to me, mate, oh, shit, I didn't get a flyer. Damn it. So I opened up a phone box <laughs> and there was all these like flyers from, what should we call them? Ladies of the night in the in the phone box. So I just grabbed one of them and put it with me ticket. So for 20 for odd years or whatever, I've had this UNICEF benefit concert ticket and then next to it, I tell you exactly what it says. It's pink and it says 21-year-old oral babe on the on the flyer. <laughs> I've had that in I've had that in there for like twenty odd years. I only I only just binned them like a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, souvenirs <laughs> and merch and things like that. I got I got a set list from Future Islands. Oh, I saw Future Islands in Perth. I don't know if you if you know them. I saw them at the record bar uh, last week. Unbelievable live band. Just so, so good. Yeah, and I got I got the I got the set list off off the off the lighting girl. Yeah, yeah, that was that was future awesome. islands. You say future islands. Yeah, they're they're sort of they're electronic mostly synth. I don't even think they've got a guitar player. It's just bass, drums, synth, and and vocals. Right. And they're a little bit Joy Division, but the oh. singer, uh, the front man, I wouldn't even call him a singer or a vocalist. I would call him performer. He performs yeah. the song. Do you know what I mean? He's very animated. He's got some mad yeah. dance moves. You, you, he's got some passion coming out of his ear rolls. Just look him up. Just look up <laughs> Future Islands on YouTube and it'll it'll pop up. And yeah, they're really, really good live. Yeah, they are really good. Because I appreciate yeah. that
2: about front men. Like, cause, oh, yeah, I, him, I like man. going to you'll see a band it. perform. Like, I can't stand yeah. that when you go to gigs and you just see the band just standing there playing the songs. It's like, get into it, guys. Like, like come on.
0: I don't yeah. reckon the bass player moved all night, but the front man does enough for everybody. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah he was brilliant. Next track we're going to go with on uh, the EP Playback Tonight is Every Last Day, John. Can you um, give us a bit of a a background on that
2: song? This is a song that's been around for years. Uh, Rob uh, wrote this one from start to finish. So it's one of those songs that we built vertically, if that makes sense. We didn't kind of write the song from start to finish. Rob had the song finished, and we kind of built it up from the ground uh, instrumentally. The song itself is about... It's about loss, it's about heartache, it's about mateship, and it kind of encapsulates all of those things and how we kind of respond to the hardships that we sometimes go through in life. So yeah, it's a a very, very personal song to the band, a very, very personal song to Rob. So um, out of any track on the EP, I think it's the one that probably hits home the most for us from an emotional perspective. Um, just because it does does mean so much. And uh, it, it definitely means a lot to Rob that, you know, after having written, written it seven, eight years ago, that we finally get to release it. So, yeah, dedicate this one to Rob.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, good on you, Rob. It's, 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 it's a cracking tune. And I remember when I was first, very first started doing the radio show, I'm I'm making it sound like it was donkeys years ago, but it was like literally four or five <laughs> months ago. But, but when I started doing the radio <laughs> show and I, I started researching what the sort of music scene was, was like locally and picking up, you know, songs from, from local bands. Like that was one of the first ones that really struck me. It's like, wow, like there's some great production value here. What a great song. Um I think it might even have been on the first the first ever mixtape. I'll have to dig out of the playlist, but it's certainly what the first one or two um it was on the yeah cracking tune. It sucked me in straight away. Like yeah, yeah, really, really Thank good you. tune. Here it is. Every last day from the Blackstone Brewers. I remember
1: your house Every nook in every room And the games we used to play We carried our guns To liberate every last one A childhood in the sun And I remember the way And us change with the days But it always felt the same Is it wrong of me to think Like this when it's all still there But it doesn't feel the same
3: Ooh, my star
1: A childhood in the sun
0: That was Every Last Day from the Blackstone Brewers. So we got one more track to listen to on, on the playback, and that is uh, what you describe as your epic opus, The Puppet and the Monster. Can you talk to us a little bit about that track?
2: For us as a band, we kind of, we think of ourselves as, uh, we, we try to write pop songs, but dress them up in a progressive, rocky, metal kind of manner so for us this song really leans into a lot more of that prog side of things so it is it is a bit more of an epic it doesn't have that traditional kind of pop song verse chorus verse, chorus bridge chorus out kind of form it's a song that started uh with the main guitar riff and we kind of just went with it from there um i think it was a session there was three of us in the in the room and Blair just handed me some lyrics and we were just jamming and then as I do sometimes, just start noodling vocally with the words and um, that chorus just came out in 20 seconds. Um, it's like, cool, this is something that we can start working with. Yeah, we we, we, t- we took some inspiration from a lot of kind of prog bands that we are really into at the time, so Carnival definitely being one, um, Voyager as well. Yeah, just wanting to kind of, how can we have some fun with this uh, from a form perspective because we didn't really want to, you know, do another three-and-a-half, four-minute kind of song. We wanted it to be a bit of an epic. So for us, The Puppet and the Monster really encapsulates everything that we are as a band. It's definitely who we are. It's catchy. It's got that kind of pop kind of hook, but it's heavy. It's got some complexity to it because it's everything that we love about ourselves and everything that we want to kind of set as our kind of foundation um, for people to kind of grasp who we are. That's why it's the, the technically the second track on the album, on the EP, but... Yeah, the first two tracks, Conduit and The Puppet and the Monster, are kind of, kind of one song, and yeah, we, that's why we put it up front because it's the first thing we want people to hear with this EP, so they can really understand the journey that they're about to go on.
0: Oh, okay, let's hear it then. This is The Puppet and the Monster from the Black Stone Brewers. Was the puppet and the monster from the Blackstone Brewers? Okay, John, I've got a couple of sort of quick fire questions and then, and then I'll let you go, mate. If you were making me a mixtape, what would be the track one, side one track you would choose that's going to suck me in and, and grab my attention?
2: Oh, I'm just going to say fire, Simple Boy by Carnival, just because we've been speaking about them so much. Great choice.
0: Great choice. Okay, last question. Uh, every interview I do, I'm asking this question because um, it's it's a dilemma that I found myself in 20-something years ago, and I've been second-guessing the decision I made on the day ever since. So <laughs> festival lineups. So we've all been to festivals, right? You know, you get there, you get the, you get the run times, who's on stage, what's time, you've got two or three different stages. So the first thing I always do, and I imagine the first thing a lot of people do, is sit there and work out who am I going to see who are, who, are, who are clashing, who do I want to choose out of the two that are clashing, you know, et cetera. So in this particular year, it was, a, it was a festival just outside London in 1998, and headline in the main stage was the Verve, peak Oof. Verve, 1998 Verve, right? And it, was, it yeah. was very, very public in the in the music press and the press in general that they were splitting up. They had one more gig in Dublin, I think it was Slane Castle in Dublin, and they were contractually obliged. They were finishing that tour And that was it. They hated each other. You know, it was very acrimonious and they were splitting up. So this is their last but one gig versus in the dance tent headlining at exactly the same time, James Brown, 76-year-old James Brown, right? Where where'd you go, John? (laughs) Who who are you going to go and see? You can pick one only. Oh,
2: goodness. Yeah, it has to be James Brown for me. He's just too classic of an artist. Um, and as good as the Verve well are, as good as the verb are, like it, you could have still probably gone to catch the Verve in Slang Castle, but would you move this the next question? But yeah, like James Brown's it's, just such a classic icon artist that yeah. if Stevie Wonder was to come to Perth, like hands down, like I just have to go. Like if it's gonna be his last show ever, like I just wanna go see him. So <laughs> Um, he he falls into one of those kind of icon artists that I just don't think the Verve quite match up to.
0: I always sort of the way I looked at it was um, I never got to see the Smiths, one of my all time favourite bands, and you know that Great was bands. that was that was a split. That was a split. That was there was a definite split, and I had that sort of same feeling that was that was coming. Anyway, what actually happened on the day, John, was I chose the Verve and my best friend who I was with went to see James Brown and we both, we both maintained it was one of the best gigs of our lives. Like came, Richard Ashcroft came on just with a guitar at the end and did see you in the next one. Have a good time from a storm in heaven, which is my favorite track. It was their encore. and I'm getting goosebumps now just talking about it and thinking about it. It was incredible. About right? it, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was unreal. Probably, I don't know, maybe 18 months or two years later, James Brown, unfortunately passed away. And then yeah. two or three years, two or three years after that, the Verve got back together for the, for the fourth album. So I was absolutely spewing then. Up until that point, I was like, oh, I made the right decision. And then, oh, no, damn it. Yeah,
2: gutted. Well, that um, ha- it happened a couple of years ago for me. Because, like, Prince came to Perth. Um, and it ended up being his second or third last gig before he passed away. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, should I go? Like, I'm probably never going to see him live ever again. Like, he'll never come to Perth. And it was just him and a piano. Yeah. I was like, nah, nah no, nah, I won't go. And then what he passes away a couple of months later, he's yeah. like, oh, I should have gone. i oh, s <laughs> no, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm gonna be smug now and say I saw him in London about two thousand and eight, maybe. Yeah, it was unreal. That there was, was loads yeah. of stories. I was a bit disappointed. There was loads of stories around at the time, you know. You know, at the end of the gig and the lights go up and everyone like goes out. There was there was stories around at the time that like during that time when the venue was like, you know, half a quarter full with people leaving he'd just turn up on stage in his dressing gown and start like doing doing more stuff so i was, I was with i was with my girlfriend at the time and we were just like i ain't going no. i said i ain't going nowhere i'm staying i'm staying here i ain't missing this and we sat there for yeah. about 45 minutes and he just didn't appear and in the end i had to give in like i was it. just like no <laughs> damn it yeah yeah never mind Thanks very much for joining us tonight, John. I really, really appreciate it, mate. And good luck with the EP launch. Sure, it'll be a great night and uh, all the best, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much. We'll
2: see you down at the gig.
0: Fingers crossed, mate. If I can get there, I will. If I can get there, I will. <laughs> I'm a week on, week off dad. So um, it does literally okay. depend. It's 50-50 if I can get to any gig. But if, if I like you enough, I'll get a babysitter. But if I don't, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: if you can get a babysitter, I'll make sure that there'll be a nice cold pint waiting for you at the sound
0: desk. Nice one. Cheers, John. Thanks a lot, mate. <laughs> Thank you. All the best. You were just listening to John from the Blackstone Brewers talking us through their new EP, Conduit, which is out now to download from their Bandcamp page or to stream from all your normal streaming platforms. And they will be launching that EP at the Amplifier Bar in Perth on Friday the 24th of March. Tickets are $18 and available through AusTix. Thank you so much for listening. As I said at the top of the show, feel free to hit the follow button at the top of the page there or find me on instagram at the mixtape as always thank you so much for listening until next time